Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Does it help the emotional release that you guys had and the bonding that you guys had to, to prepare for this game? And how much might there still be something left over as you take the field uh, from three weeks ago? Um, I mean, I, I don't think there's honestly too much left over. Um, obviously, with guys being able to see a little bit of DeMar, um, you know, I know Coach said he's been in the building. So guys being able to see him, talk with him, I think that kind of alleviates most of that. Um, I'm not saying that there's going to be None. You know, I can't speak for everybody on the team. Um, but again, I think we're, we're just extremely focused right now and just having a good week of preparation and, you know, trying to go out there on Sunday and execute. Josh Allen talking about big rematch. Buffalo Bills taking on the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. Uh, one that everyone will be watching. It's going to be extremely exciting. Uh, and we get to talk to someone that's very close to the team right now. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the Bills beat and sideline reporter, also host of The Extra Point on WGR 550. Uh, it is Sal Capaccio. Sal, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I went to Buffalo uh, a couple years ago when the Bears played them to go check a game out there. I flew into Toronto, went down to Buffalo, uh, had some wings at Anchor Bar. Uh, and I felt like I felt like locals were were like on they were on either side of the fence with this place. Everybody wasn't all in. You know, they were trying to send me to other places. What's your thoughts yeah. on the best wing spot in Buffalo? So okay, so it's kind of like I'm sure when you go to Chicago, it's like people have certain like novelty places you want to yeah. go to, but you're but you know like no no you got to go here you got to go there. And I think it's the same thing in Philly. You want to go to get a cheesesteak, people say oh go to Geno's right, but. That's the novelty place, but there's always places they say, no, no, that's not the best place to go. So here in Buffalo, mm-hmm. I will not disparage Anchor Bar or Duff's. They are the best, you know, Anchor Bar and Duff's are like the best place to go that everybody knows. Anchor Bar is the original chicken wing. It's actually about a mile from my house. Go there, enjoy it. It's great ambiance. But most people who live here will send you to more of the kind of localized restaurants, if you will, that are that we say are these are where the best wings are, you know. So you can't go wrong, though. I'll tell you that. But throw me throw a name out there. Don't just say something so beautiful like that. Like you like you have one in the back of your head, Sal. And I want to know what it is because ah. I'm going to be in Buffalo again. Okay, so uh, Bar Bill in East Aurora. Bar Bill. Really, that's where a lot of the players go. They'll tell you. If you ask any of the players, they'll probably say Bar Bill. Uh, Elmo's in Amherst is really good. Nine Eleven Tavern is another place. So there's a few. Okay, there's I a, like this. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, there's a place right down the street from me, Gabriel's Gate. So the, and it's called. It's in the Allentown District, which now is affectionately be renamed the Josh Allentown District. By the way, <laughs> um, so you know that's also good. I love that. All right, all right. Let's talk about the game. I know I kind of took you over there. Um, Josh Allen is he the best quarterback in the NFL? 
Um, I think he can be. I think he might be the best football player in the NFL. I know it sounds weird, but he does everything. Uh, he's, as Tony Romo says, he's an alien. And, um, you know, he can kind of do it all. So, um, you know, he runs, he throws, he's got an incredible arm. Uh, he's a nightmare, matchup nightmare at the goal line when he's running the ball. So I think he can be the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I don't think he's had the best season of any quarterback in the NFL, but at times he's played like it. And, you know, obviously at times that you live with a lot of the risk that goes along with the way Josh Allen plays. But we take him. We'll take him. We love him here. I'll tell you that. The I do want to ask you one thing about the, the Miami game. And obviously Buffalo wins it, and it's good for, for their sake that they advance. But some of me was watching that game and thinking, what's going on here? Is Miami going to actually win this game? Was that a le- legitimate scare and any sort of systematic issues with the bills that day or was that just miami you know having a well you know done game plan against buffalo i think there were a few things at play number one you're playing a division rival right it's the third time playing they're very familiar very familiar with schemes very familiar with um, coaching they're very familiar with personnel uh anytime that happens look at the ravens and the Bengals last week as well right anytime you have a division matchup three times in a row that's going to happen i also think i do think the way miami plays it's kind of a bit, you know, um, a, a bit of kryptonite at times for the Bills. Now, they can also beat it, which they did, but Miami has a very aggressive big play defense, and that's what they are. They're going to live by the big play and die by the big play, and the Bills are going to do that on offense. So that's where you see the turnovers. That's where you see Josh Allen. Look, the Bills were up 17 nothing. Should have been 21. Dawson Knox kind of dropped the ball in the end zone. It turned into a field goal instead of a touchdown on the ensuing kick. For some reason, Tyler Bass kicks it out of bounds. All of a sudden, things started to snowball. And then Josh throws an interception on the next drive. There was another interception before half. Suddenly, you know, they get back in the game. But that's what Miami does. They put pressure on you. They're willing to make big plays on the defensive side. But also, they gave up big plays. And that Josh took advantage of it. He threw for over 350 yards. Uh, should have been over 400 with a big drop by Khalil Shakir. I mean, Miami, for example, on a third and 13 early, for some reason, goes cover zero blitz. Josh just sees it and throws it deep to digs. You know, and by the way, the defensive coordinator gets fired the next day, too, right? I mean, you know, I don't know if that's tied to each other. But you get the point is, I, I think that's what happened. The Bills really just kind of gave them opportunities. And it was, that's a kind of a matchup that can give the Bills fit sometimes, but the Bills can also exploit it. The Miami starting field position in the first half was their own 44-yard line. Mm. The Bills actually, they held them to 2.1 yards a carry, 3.3 yards a play. So they actually played really well, but they kept giving them short fields. Yeah, and then the, the late score, I mean, obviously, if, if, you know, makes people think that it's, the game was a bit closer than it was. Obviously, there's some scares there. But, but I think the Bills still felt like they had uh, the game in hand uh, throughout the whole entire contest. Uh, obviously, this weekend, a bit different going up against the Bengals. Why, why would this be such a good game, Sal? Well, obviously, because you have two great quarterbacks, you have um, weapons on both sides, uh, you have two defenses that I think are going to try to keep everything in front of them and not get beat by the big play. You're probably going to see a mirror image of each other. But I think more than anything, it's just Joe Burrow against Josh Allen. It's uh, a game that we should have had, obviously, played out in Week 17, and we all know why. And granted, now, thankfully, DeMar Hamlin's doing a lot better. But it would have been nice to see these two teams played out. It was the game of the week, ESPN, national audience. Everybody was dialed into it, and now we get to see it, and it's for the highest of stakes, right, to advance on to the AFC Championship game. So I think all of that, your season on the line, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, two really um, great offenses with incredible weapons. I think that's why this is going to be such a fun game to watch. National television audience with a little snow falling down, too. Hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, for, for sure. And then this is going to sound like a, a funky question, but how will Buffalo use DeMar Hamlin on this day? Will will he will he be there? Um, will there be a tribute? What will happen? Hey, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, a lot of people thought he might be there last week. He's at the facility almost every day. Sean McDermott told us that this week. Um, he is he's with his teammates. You know, he's not in team meetings or you know, preparing to play or anything like that. He's not, you know, practicing, but he's there and he's hanging out. And that's really great to see. And, you know, people thought maybe last week we'd see him at the stadium. He wasn't. He's still going through some things that he needs to, you know, get better at and, and recover from. There's no doubt. And I think, guys, you know, it, it's, a, it's a delicate balance here because a tribute, right? Well, let's remember he's with us, right? He didn't leave us yeah. that night. Thank goodness. You know, and, and I think that's, yeah, that's the, that, right. And, and I think it, it's not, you know, everybody talks like that because me too. Like it's, a, it's hard to talk about when you say like, how you want to quote unquote honor him because he now he's basically just a player on the team again who has yeah. an injury, which that's is what he point. is. And mm-hmm. right. So, so I, I think that's a really delicate balance of how you want to do that, where you want to keep him in your thoughts and remember everything you went through and the emotion. But at the same time, you have to remember now it, it's time for football and we can concentrate on football because he's doing a lot better. Yeah, like we could actually move on. I never really thought of it that deeply from that perspective. You're right, because even if, God forbid, he had died, guess what? We would all have to move on in that case as well. We got a huge green light, though, now because the guy is healthy. Yeah, okay. And it feels. Yeah, that's right. And I'll be honest with you. I think the Bills, you know, have done a really good job of trying to turn it in that direction, try to focus on that because they know the task at hand. And I think, you know, that, that whole week after it happened, we couldn't even get into the facility. We couldn't go in the locker room. We couldn't watch practice. Everything was closed. They didn't want us around anybody. They didn't want those players talking to the media. It was emotional and you could understand. And then as things got better and we got better reports, we were getting a little more access and getting in. And I think the bills the following week when we realized and we knew tomorrow was coming you know, back home, I think they did a really good job of trying to put the attention back on football so that their players could move on from that. Smart thing to do. Uh, we're talking to Sal Capaccio, Bill's beat and sideline reporter, also host of the Extra Points show on WGR 550. Um, Sal, when you're looking at the at the Bills, they are where the Bears want to be in, say, two seasons. And when you're looking at – you know, your quarterback, Josh Allen, first season, you know, a, a completion percentage in the 50s, you know, the touchdown interception ratio, not necessarily where you wanted it to be. But you stuck with him, and obviously you're happy with where he's at right now. What do you feel, like, outside of a Stephon Diggs, what do you feel that it is that the organization has done to really just to, to build a winner around Josh Allen? You know, um, it really – it's not just building around Josh. I really believe, and I've been now through it a lot. I've seen the bad and the good, and I've seen, you know, the 17 year playoff drought, not making it. And we go from Rex Ryan, who's eating dog biscuits at press conferences to Sean McDermott, who's the most buttoned up coach you'll ever see in your life. Right. I mean, I've seen both sides of the spectrum. I will tell you, um, it really opened my eyes to watch how this organization operates from top to bottom with the leadership it has and the synergy it has. You, it's so important in this league to have everyone on the same page. And as you know, in Chicago, that doesn't always happen. Right. And and that can really tear an organization apart. And, um, you know, Ryan Poles, maybe he'll be that guy that can lead them. And we hope that he's from Canandaigua, New York, by the way, a couple hours from Buffalo. <laughs> so you know, we're hoping for that. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, it really starts with ownership and them giving the resources and the tools to do whatever the people in charge of the organization want to do. They give them the money and step out of the way. That's what Terry and Kim Pagula have done. And then Brandon Bean 
has a vision for the organization and says, this is the way we want to operate and what, what we want done. And he brings in really good people who can help him do that. And then Sean McDermott and his coaching staff. And Sean is the most consistent coach you'll ever be around. Every single day, the message is always the same. It doesn't change whether they win or they lose or they have a, you know, a, a no playoff season like they've had one time since they've been here or they go to the second round of the playoffs. Like now, it's always the same approach and players respect that. He treats them like professionals. And then what they do is they really, really take to heart the development of players. I, I've always said this, guys. I believe this. If Josh Allen was drafted by the New York Jets, he'd be a disaster. Mm. He, he wouldn't be the Josh Allen he is now. He might be out of the league. I mean, he might be good be, because of athletic ability. He would never have been developed. I think if Sam Darnold was drafted in that same draft by the Bills, he wouldn't be Josh, but he'd be a serviceable, good quarterback on this team. Because I think that's what I think about the development. and what You talk about how they've surrounded Josh. Yes, they went out and they got him receivers. They got him that year. Um, John Brown and Cole Beasley, and the following year, Stephon Diggs comes in. They built up the offensive line a little bit. But honestly, it's about the process and the system and the development of this organization and their philosophies overall. Was there a time, though, Sal, when maybe you, the media in Buffalo, and Buffalo fans thought it wasn't going to work with Josh Allen? And I ask you that totally in respect to Justin Fields because – that, you know, more and more people are sold in Chicago now, but there's still a contingency of people who are worried that he won't work out, and we sometimes look to Josh Allen for a good potential comp. So, so we, we um, you guys, if you have a podcast, we can do like an hour on this, man. It's great. Yep. It's a great discussion because it <laughs> really is. It. I mean, like, it is. It, right, because it's so, I have to say this to everybody in Chicago listening, like, be careful. Everybody does this. Don't use Josh Allen as the comp because he's such an anomaly. And then, mm-hmm. he, he's such an outlier that nobody ever did what he did, which is he was his completion percentage was horrible in college. and He was a means and jokes. And I mean, I remember football um, outsiders on their, their draft profile literally said he's a parody of an NFL quarterback is what they called him. Right. Because they wow. said nobody could nobody can come into the league and do and be a good quarterback after what he did. But. He did. He came in because the Bills saw that he never had. He was never part of the Elite 11 group. He never went to a big-time college and had that pedigree. He, he, he went to JUCO, then Wyoming, didn't have the D1 offers. And he had to be treated like an infant. He wasn't already on this development stage. He, he was literally had to start from the ground floor. And then he made that huge leap. So when I say, but everybody sees it, and they go, well, our quarterback can do that. Look what Josh Allen did. Look what Josh <laughs> Allen did. Was there a time where, pe- where people thought it wouldn't work? Absolutely. His rookie year, he was a disaster at times. His second year, though, I will tell you, you started to see glimpses like, oh, okay, well, he can do that. And I, I think Justin Fields has the same glimpses to me. I really do. I do think he has to improve as a passer. But while he's doing that, if you will accentuate what he does well and allow him to come along with his athletic ability and use his legs and allow him to kind of do what he needs to do, then you kind of use that in the, the growing pains that go with that. And I think that's what happened in Josh's second year. And then all of a sudden in 2020, his third year, he just took off. Now, I will also tell you, going back to what we just said a little while ago, you know what was key for Josh? He had the same offensive coordinator every year. He, he had the same quarterback's coach, really, after his second year for every year, who's now his offensive coordinator. Stability was a really, really big deal. And unless you give that to Justin Fields in some way, I don't know if he could ever make that leap. That's <sighs> what you were just talking I about, know. man. We were just talking. We, we were just talking about the fact that this might be the first time in years that the Bears are bringing back their offensive coordinator. And so we were just yeah. talking about this. this is a good one. Sal, 
I appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Hopefully, uh, you'll be calling us in a couple of years to get some insight on the Bears as they're in the playoffs. Maybe that'll be it. <laughs> no, it'll yeah, be a Bears-Bills yeah, Super Bowl is yeah, what there's going to yeah, be. Yeah, there sure, you go. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, there you go. There, anytime, guys. Keep the faith out there. I'm a Justin Fields fan. I love watching them play, but you got it. You can't expect him to make that leap that Josh made, but you know you just stick with him. You give him, you surround him with good people. You allow him to develop, and you, you keep the consistency. I think you might have something. I love the positivity, Sal. Uh, again, man, thanks for hanging out with us. All right, guys, thank you, Sal Capaccio, Bills beat and sideline reporter, also host of the Extra Point Show on WGR five fifty. It's Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody here on six seventy to score. That was good stuff. Oh, it was great. I, I do, the, the end was a little bit sad there where he was like, sorry, guys, not going to be Josh Allen, but, you know, you'll be fine. He's great. He's, he's no Josh Allen, but he's, he's going to be I'd say good. the same thing, though, to the next person that thinks they have a Justin Fields. I'd be like, yeah, you know, he's yeah. cool. He's cool. Bryce Young's cool, but he's no, he's no Justin Fields. He's but no, but Sal right. is good. He's yeah, great, man. He is the goods. Um, and we get to keep the train going. Um, not only did we get an opportunity to speak to someone that could represent for the Buffalo Bills, but we also have someone from the Bengals contingency, Dave Lapham. He'll be hanging out with us next. What does he think about his Bengals and their their chance to knock out the Bills? We'll find out after the break. It's Gabe and Grody right here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The yeah. Bengals have Go the ball. Baby. They are running it back. Oh. Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens, 40, nice. the 30, nice. the 20, yeah. the 10, the Woo. 5. Touchdown, about it. Bengals. Woo. Tyler Huntley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. He tried to pull a Trevor Lawrence. Bengals said no. They slapped it out of there. What a call. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Shout-out to Bengals Radio Network for that one. Of course, Sam Hubbard running that one back. Man, what an incredible play. Just something you would never – you just don't think those things happen. But sure enough, sometimes they do, even in the playoffs. That's Gabe Ramirez Mark Grody here on 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And right now, hanging out with us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, he is the host of the In the Trenches podcast. He's also the voice and radio analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, we are talking about none other than Dave Lapham. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave, Mark, appreciate the opportunity to visit, guys. Of course. I mean, how could we not want someone that was so enthusiastic about their team joining us here? I mean, what was that play like for you? You know, reliving it uh, right now. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy, you know, and uh, that, that's kind of been one of the uh, the hallmarks of the team all season long is never give up on a play. And it looked like it was a bad situation, obviously. You know, a few things went on there. Jesse Bates, uh, Huntley, Huntley busted a run to 35 yards. Should have been a 37-yard touchdown. Jesse Bates separated from the block and knocks him out of bounds at the two-yard line. So that hustle play was a 14-point tackle because of what happened. Then uh, first and second down, they do a good job in their goal line defense. They stuff 235-pound running back Edwards. Uh, Von Bell, you know, stands him right up and knocks him down. And, and then on that play, um, you know, Huntley's trying to extend the ball over the over the goal line. And, uh, and, and a couple of linebackers, Pratt and Wilson, combined to stand him up. And then Wilson knocks the ball out of there and right into Sam Hubbard's hands. And the rest is history. And just, you know, the, the lesson there, never give up on a play. You know, I mean, it's uh, the Bengals have had – they don't have a ton of takeaways, but the takeaways have been timely – and they've had low red zone takeaways like that. That's not the first time that's happened. They had a situation in New England. Uh, they're down. They're up by four points. New England's driving in the low red zone, and they force a fumble there and take uh, control of the football at the end of the game to to win the game. So it's happened multiple times. This football team believes, you know, just never quit, never give up on a play. Yeah, and uh, or a season for that matter, Dave. I mean, it was kind of a stumbly start to the season, and I'll admit, like, for Cincinnati, I was one of those people that once it wasn't terrific out of the gate, I'm like, ah, yeah, they had their shining moment. They made it to the to the Super Bowl last <laughs> year. What un, what re-unlocked the, the Bengals this year, and is this just a team now because of Joe Burrow and what they put around him that we should just expect to be a perennial playoff team? Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow asked what the window was for playoff opportunities. He said, my whole career is the window. I mean, he's, <laughs> Such got, a good line. he's got some swagger now. Yeah, he's got some, some earned confidence. There's no question about that. But a uh, big part of the reason that they were off to a slow start is he, he had an appendectomy. Um, and it was right before training camp. And he, went, he didn't take a, a snap at training camp. At practice, preseason games, nothing. And he, he goes out there to start the season – 
um, you know, nowhere near 100. Yeah. percent And they lost they lost their first two games, and it wasn't just him. The offensive line uh, was beaten up. It was you know they they got three guys in free agency, and they drafted one in the fourth round, and the four fifths of the offensive line was brand new. And they didn't work together uh, at all. Kappa was injured. Collins was injured. And they get injured again during the season. But they were they had some injuries they were dealing with in the preseason. Uh, didn't get any reps together. So the offensive line was starting to build, trying to build continuity and consistency. They were getting that done, getting better and better. And now they've uh, strung nine games in a row together, winning streak of nine in a row, counting the playoffs. And unfortunately, though, they're down three starting offensive linemen, Collins and Kappa, and then uh, – Jonah Williams on the on the left side, both tackles and the right guard. So um, it's going to be a challenge. There's no doubt. But uh, I, I think once the team got healthy and had all hands on deck, they just started to improve on a on a very regular basis. The graph kept going up, and uh, they took care of the football all season long. That was a big factor, and took it away enough where they're they're, they're plus six right now going into this football game. We're talking to Dave Lapham, Cincinnati Bengals radio analyst here on 670 The Score. It's Gabe and Grody. You know, when you're looking at that nine-game winning streak and just, you know, teams in general, right, even the Bears had that moment in the middle of the season where they had their, you know, kind of extended or or, uh, pre-bye week kind of a thing, and then they came back and rattled off some victories, changed the offense, kind of figured out what it was that they did well. And and the Bengals, obviously, you know, they, they passed the ball well. Uh, what, of the three receivers that are out there, the Jamar Chase, the T. Higgins, the Tyler Boyds, for you, Dave, uh, who are you most impressed with, and, and can you see the Bengals parting ways with T. Higgins? Well, I'll tell you, they, they sure uh, <laughs> they sure do that in a in a very hesitating fashion. There's no question about that. They want T. Higgins around. T. Higgins is a full grown man, six four, two hundred twenty pounds, can run. Um, he can you know use his body to to body people out like boxing out for a rebound and a uh, real factor in the, in the red zone, the low red zone. Um, he's got enough speed to be a factor anywhere, really. So it's like one and one a, I mean, Jamar chase is a freak. Jamar chase is, is put together. I mean, he's, he's got the lower body of a running back. He is very, very strong. His contact balance is extraordinary. He was a running back in high school. And you can tell that his yards after catch. I mean, people bounce off of this guy. He's one of those guys when you watch him on tape, you think, okay, well, and then you get in the game and you feel his power and you feel his strength. It's like, oh, my gosh, I've seen guys, you know, like double take him a little bit after he hits him or separates from him on a, on a route. Uh, he's just an extraordinary athlete, and he's very, very – got a very, very high football IQ as well. Joe Burrow, who's a football savant in my opinion, I mean, he's the smartest as I've ever seen. He sees it. He has all the answers to the test. There's no question about it. He's never cheating, that's for sure. And, uh, and and he, he called Jamar Chase the smartest football player uh, he's ever had as a teammate after the Bengals drafted him. I said, wow, Joe Burrow's saying that. Jamar Chase must be special that way. And he is. I mean, these two guys, they they uh, make adjustments on their own, like almost mental telepathy, ESP, ESP kind of stuff. You know, it's like, how did he know to put the football there? And how did Chase know he was going to do that? Mm. But they've got so many reps together after their time at – LSU and they won a national championship and now up here in the NFL I mean it, it's something to watch them it really is God what a, what a treat that sounds like I, I mean, know those, right those, those I'm like so I'm just young. gushing over here I'm like oh my god yeah T no, Higgins I mean, is a grown man mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar Chase got legs like a running back oh yeah this sounds this sounds awesome so talk, young talk dirty to me Dave I like it <laughs> 
<laughs> so young and so good and already winning huge games. So it really is. One, one guy one guy was a little bit unhappy, and that was Joe Mixon. I wanted to get your opinion on that, Dave, uh, with him being a little bit uh, ticked off that the NFL began selling tickets for a potential Bills-Kansas City Chiefs matchup uh, in the AFC title game, and his quote was, to be honest, it's disrespect- disrespectful. Did he have a point with that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just another thing to add uh, fuel to the fire, um, chip on the shoulder kind of thing for the team, us against the world. I mean, th- they were uh, collectively pissed off when there was a chance there was going to be a coin flip if they didn't beat the Baltimore Ravens at the end of the regular season, where the number three seed would have to travel to the number six seed and, and play a football game, if in fact they lost the coin flip. Mm-hmm. So you know they they were they were kind of uh, aggravated that the league decided, okay, we're going to go with the rules that we established during COVID. If there weren't equal number of games played during the course of the season, it goes by winning percentage. Well, instead of just leaving it alone at that. They added all these addendums. It's almost like the amendments to the Constitution. There's the Constitution. <laughs> Leave it alone. Then yeah. start adding all these amendments to it, and and pretty soon it's a totally different deal. And they feel like they get shafted there. You know, they had that big celebration about you know mocking the coin flip uh, to let their uh, feelings be known there. And you know, they they just feel like it's it's uh, an us against the world mentality. Um, they feel that their big mantra is they got to play us. You know, so that's that's what's carried them through a nine game winning streak. And that, that's the mindset right now. It's, um, it's never nobody's ever going to make it easy. There's going to be uh, going to be some roadblocks there, and it's uh, it's us against the world. Just put our nose to the grindstone and get it done. Man, I'm at, Gabe. I might be rooting for the Bengals. You know, I don't really, I don't have a rooting interest, but we've talked to we talked to the Bills guy, and they've got yeah. great stories too. But man, I I it, can't wait for this game. It's because you and I have both both been slighted in our lives, Grody. So we feel <laughs> and like we empathize with the Bengals right now. Yeah, so we understand. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Dave Lapham, uh, radio analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals. Dave, I mean, we we got to talk about the elephant in the room, and it is the fact that you know the Bengals did lose in the Super Bowl last, or, or excuse me, you know, the loss last year. Like, why is this year different? What and is and do you think there's going to be a different outcome in the Super Bowl? I mean, they got to get there first. You know, no question <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah, you know, they, they get they got to go on that run. I mean, they're capable. Uh, they won two up two road playoff games last year, and they're going to have to do the the same thing this year. So it's it's a course that they've uh, they've traveled and they've uh, they've experienced. I mean, I think the big thing right now that they're dealing with is is again sixty percent of the offensive line is different. You know, from they, they went fifteen games where every single offensive lineman played every single snap of the season right next to each other. Now in the last three games, bingo, bango, bongo, you lose your right tackle, you lose your right guard, you lose your left tackle. So the only two guys that have played next to each other uh, are, the, are the left guard, who's a rookie, Wilson, and Ted Karras, the veteran center, who's kind of the unsung hero of the football team. He's going to have to take on a big, big role in this football game on the road. You know, crowd noise, it's a tough deal. They're going to have to silence snap count, and your only advantage as an offensive lineman is the snap count. You know, you're, you're retreating in pass protection, and they're, they're going forward. They're better athletes than you, and you don't have that advantage that you normally have. So you have to look at the ball and move when it moves, uh, just like the defense does, unless you can time that silent snap count up so well. So it's going to be a challenge, there's no doubt, but the guys that are playing, two of the three guys that are now starters are, came into the league as second-round picks. So uh, they weren't chopped liver, and it's not like they're coming off the street. They've been around the entire season, training camp on, so they know every adjustment that's been made, 
in terms of technique, in terms of assignment, in terms of how to block uh, different configurations defensively. So it, it, they don't have to unlearn terminology and relearn new stuff. If they, they've been through the entire process. So they, the team believes in them and see if they can step up and not, not just uh, next man up, next man step up and become uh, a guy that plays like the starter did. But where where do you rank Joe Burrow and Josh Allen at this point in mm. terms of are they top three, are they top five? Because I feel like they should be moving up the power rankings. Very, if, if, not, if they already haven't, they probably should. Yeah, I mean, I think you've got, you've got a young quarterbacks, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow. Those three guys are probably, in my mind, top three. And the, the beautiful thing is every organization would not trade for any, you know, they want their own. They wouldn't trade for any of the others, any of the other three. Yeah. So they, they, every, every organization believes they've got a young guy that is going to take them to the promised land. And in terms of Burrow and Allen, um, they're, they're both great players, but they do it much differently. I mean, Josh Allen is a, he's a freak of nature, man. He's so big and so strong. I mean, he can throw the ball 70 yards standing flat-footed. Um, but he, he turned it over more than any quarterback in the National Football League. He's got more giveaways than any quarterback. And I think sometimes, he you know, he feels like he can fit it into the tightest holes down the football field. And then when he does and he starts to press a little bit, he gives you opportunities. Uh, the thing about Joe Burrow is, you know, if you protect him, um, any game that the Bengals have uh, held uh, the opponent to three sacks or less against Joe Burrow, He's 22 and three in the 25 games. He's won 22 of them. So if they can, they can find a way to to protect this guy. He's as accurate as I've ever seen. I played. I was a roommate with Kenny Anderson, tremendously accurate quarterback. Borrows that Left, kind of guy. Lefty, right? Wasn't he a lefty? Ken, Kenny Anderson. No, that's Boomer Sison. No, you're thinking of the oh, basketball. No, you're thinking of the basketball player Kenny Anderson. He's no, lefty. No, I, I, no, I do. I remember Boomer Sison. Okay, but I don't know why I thought Ken Anderson was a lefty too. I'm just wrong about that. Okay. But yeah, no, on. he's not a lefty. No, he's he's right-handed. Okay. Um, so, in in fact, he's from Augustana, up 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 your guys' way. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he, tiny Augustana. He was a third-round pick out of Augustana, and uh, Bill Walsh turned him into a into a, you know, pro bowl should be hall of fame guy. Um, but the, Joe Burrow is, he, he just, the guy, the guy just reads it so quickly and, and he's always got the, he's always got the answers. I mean, he very rarely puts the ball in jeopardy and he's, uh, his, his teammates believe in him. He's one of those guys, first one in the locker room, last one to leave kind of guy loves the grind. So now everybody else is like, man, if Joe's doing this, do you think maybe I better get there a little earlier? Maybe I better do a little more, you know? So he leads by example. There's no doubt about it. Uh, that's a great leader right there. And two great leaders are going to be on display Sunday, 2 o'clock. Bengals versus the Bills. It's going to be a great one. Dave, thanks for hanging out with us and giving us some great insight on your team. No problem, Dave. Mark, have a great one. No problem. Dave Lapham, uh, the radio analyst for the Cincinnati Bengals, hanging out with us here on 670 The Score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. I mean, you're right, Gross, right? They didn't sound like when he was mentioning all the shade that was being thrown at the Bengals. You're kind of like, I did. But but here's what I'll tell you. The one thing that he said that made me pull out my phone and almost place a bet right now, yeah. that three offensive linemen were yeah. going to be missing. <laughs> well, oh, okay. The three, okay. Like three I thought o- you were going to go into some of the turnover numbers and stuff. No, no, no. Three, off- okay. three offensive linemen are missing, and you tell yeah. me when he gets sacked over three times that his, yeah. his record goes to crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. By the- Same game parlay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, Dave was terrific. We just had back-to-back I was t- really good out-of-town guests on a Friday night. That Studs, I was gonna nice say, job. Shout out Adam Studzinski, man. His idea, he put it together, and it was a great one because I feel much more knowledgeable about the two teams, much more invested in this weekend's playoffs. Yes. But more importantly, I feel like my DraftKings account is going to go up significantly <laughs> after those <laughs> that conversation. It just sounded like like because Sal came on, business. Handle it. This is a stepping stone. We're trying to win the Super Bowl. And like and then Dave came on and he's like, "Yeah, we got a really really good team. We could surprise some people." But hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I got from that's what I got from that. So I yeah. saw Bills Bills minus five and a half and I said I think I like I think I like the way that that sounds. That does sound pretty for you. Doesn't get a lot. You, you don't get a lot of turnovers, Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you're missing three offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the and the Bills are pissed because it was a much closer game than they would have liked oh, and hoped yeah. for. Yo, so, what up? So much goodness. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we just had uh, uh, Miguel over here, the, the voice of the Chicago Cubs and Blackhawks and such in Spanish, walk by. So I oh, saw nice. a celebrity and I was like, oh, that's big time right there. Why don't you put him on What's the he mic? Here? You just let him walk past without I, giving him a mic. That's disrespectful. Did I not? Did I, did I, not, did I not give the yo? I, it's like I was kind of like a hey. I'm talking about Grody. You know how the studio's set up. How is he supposed to leave the yeah. mic and go across the room it's and like, open the door? It's and it's a like soundproof a door. It's a city well, somebody block. Somebody could. Somebody could have let him in. For Damn, you're gonna, out loud. you're gonna, you're gonna lift up studs about the two people that we got and then crush them down because he didn't. That's messed up, Groats. I'm saying, man. Now he's not going to play the G&G sounder. Uh, It's going away. I'm I'm, I'm taking it out of the system now. He's going to delete it out of the system. (laughs) He's our only hope. Literally, like a year we've been working on this, right? Am I I wrong? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's been, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since last year, we've been doing it. Uh, It's Gabe. (laughs) It's Grody on the other side. Uh, We'll talk about the rest of the games that are going to be played this weekend and see maybe if we can help you win a couple dollars. We'll do that after the break. It's Gabe and Grody on 670 to score. Dave? Was terrific. We just had back to back. I was t- really good out of town guests on a Friday night. That studs. I was gonna nice say job. Shout out Adam Studzinski, man. His idea, he put it together, and it was a great one. Uh, I mean, I guess if I was the producer and somebody said something like that about me, I'd probably play that first and break. Coming back, like did you? Dude, get, did everybody hear that? It <laughs> took us. Six months to get G and G. He turned that around in five minutes. What's funny is I pulled no that fair. G. I pulled that GG clip the day it happened and replayed it for you guys that night. It's not my fault. Other producers couldn't find it in the no, system. No, 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 no. But because we want to be very clear, because if we're going to speak truth, is we have to also say that we asked you for it as well. Yeah, and, and I played it that night. It. No. Yes, I did. I can go pull up the show. No, because because Grody and I were having conversations about who was working with us that day after you said it wasn't you, Grody. Grody, <laughs> yeah. can I get a can I get a cosign there? Yeah, cosign. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> no, that you. isn't. No, you guys were on remote. It was it was the last top draft show, and you guys were talking about it's, it. It's, and uh, then studs, I played studs. it. It's already two verse it. one. It's already two verse one. There's no way you're going to turn both of us. Oh no, I'm going to go find the audio now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you, now you got me on defense. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, see, now we got you moving well, quickly. Well, speaking see? of moving quickly, I had to do just that and scurry down the hall as I brought in our guy. This is, I feel like it's 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 a luxury to have someone just walking down the hall that you can bring in yeah. uh, to talk a little bit of baseball with, or maybe some Blackhawks. Or maybe some Bulls. Who knows? You just never know. Uh, we got Miguel Esparza hanging out the voice, uh, the Spanish language voice of the Cubs, Blackhawks. Am I getting that right? Bears? I yes, feel like sir. every team. 
Oh, <laughs> every team except for the Bulls. Oh, every team except for the yeah, Bulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we got Grody, Grody Grody here too. How you doing, What's my up, friend? Miguel? What's going on, Miguel? Good to talk to you. I'm glad that uh, Gabe let you grab a mic, man. Yeah, fantastic. We're talking about a little bit of everything here. We just talked to some, so we're like in the middle of a Friday show, and okay. you know, so we're working. It's, and then Grody wants to be an FM host, so he's he's working it as such right now. We're just talking about whatever <laughs> we want. We just, I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm not with you guys. I am in my FM, my special designated <laughs> FM studio right now. So Ma- let's let's make radio magic, gentlemen. Miguel, what is uh, which sports team right now are you most excited about of the ones that you cover? Man, yeah, I, I'm. Ex- I love baseball. Is it the is it the Blackhawks that you just sang at during you know d- doing I, I some did. Elvis Presley? I did some Elvis is it, the, is it the Cubs convention you just finished covering? <laughs> well, which one is it now? I'm excited for baseball. I love baseball. I love all the sports that I cover absolutely, but but baseball just has special place in my heart. We were talking about Pete Crow Armstrong earlier, right, Groats? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, in high hopes for him, but but Grody's big concern with the Cubs this year was the is their rotation. Yeah, same here. Absolutely. You're talking about a lot of uh, mid-level guys, and you don't have that ace. Who, who's going to be our ace? That's that's the problem. Said. Yeah. No, nobody. I mean, I feel I like guess. I was listening to the show then, right? <laughs> yeah. No, like, like seriously, yeah. let's let's do this here right now. Like, who is the opening ace? Is it Stroman? Is it Tyone? I, I, don't, I, I mean, it has to be Hend- Stroman, right? I, I, would, I would think so. It's not definitely not Kyle, for sure. Right. See, that's the problem. I mean, they're really... Like and they're both like Marcus Stroman and Jameson Tyon. They're they're like they could be really good, but they're just not. Yeah. No, there's not ones. I don't think. No, they're not at all. I don't. I don't see anybody on that rotation that can be that one. Um, now uh, Stroman, ha- he showed that he can be good, but you need that consistency, and we didn't have that. Yeah. Do you, Do you think that the Cubs are going to be playing 500 baseball this year? Really? I, I, Why, I what, think, what is the hesitation? Yeah, I, I, I just like I'm a Sox fan, and I'm like, of course yeah, they're playing 500 baseball yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, but you know, obviously, you know, you, you look at the moves, and 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 there, there wasn't like a blockbuster move. You know, sure. you, you have a bunch of guys that were hoping that can really show up. You know, you really hope that that Cody Bellinger could come in here and and really turn around his career, and 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 that's what you hope for. You know, and and Dansby Swanson, his numbers were there, absolutely. So so I'm good with that. I love Nico at second. But do I feel like this is a team that that can definitely go out there and compete? I, I still don't know. Grody, nope. I, it's see, not a five hundred team. Yeah. I don't think it's a five hundred team. I don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to be. I think they'll give you signs of encourage. Like if you're a Cubs fan, you'll, by the end of this year, you might feel pretty encouraged that yeah. what's a coming next. Uh, I know that that's yeah. like kind of a bad way to have to think, but it it's sucks, just not. It's, it's just not there yet. There's yeah. just too many. I mean, you you mentioned Cody Bellinger. That'd be great if he returned to MVP fashion. You know what I mean? But Matt Mervis. I mean, we we all hear about him, and Swanson is a terrific signing. Yeah. That's not a, that's not enough. I guess you know? Groats and, and Miguel. I think I think what I'm thinking in my head is just the landscape of the league yeah. and the talent that's around the league. So oh, sure. Although we might be we might be looking at this Cubs team and saying it might not be enough to compete for a World Series. When you're looking at the the talent that is scattered throughout Major League Baseball, I think the Cubs are on the they're they're in that Carlos Boozer range, Mark Grody, <laughs> as I would tell you. Right? They're the worst of the good teams and the best. of Team, so I think they'll kind of end up in this space, but maybe, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm delusional. Well, we hope so. We hope so. And gentlemen, I do have to run. I have some oh, news yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to go talk about over there. Hey, yeah, but go tell me, <laughs> tell people what you're doing. He's gonna go anchor at BBM uh, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, BBM, I'll be on uh, eight o'clock hour and the ten o'clock. All right, so make sure you guys oh, go check him out if you want some hard hitting news. All right, let's go. But See if you want to talk, if you want to still talk about the Cubs and I, the Bears, I, do. I always do. hang out over here with us. Uh, Six seventy score. That voice just kicked both of our asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great voice. Right, you can't there. compete with that one. You just. 
just let the voice you let the no. voice do what it does. He well, can't hear us now. It's that's the good. The smoke is still clear in here. Woof, yeah. man. It's a big yeah. one. It's a yeah. big one. And yeah. he, you know what? He he's a really cool dude. And you know, when I first started on the score earlier in the year, and I was like, you know, they were like, hey, I'll just get some guests, do whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna bring some Latinos on here. And I asked him because he works oh, at BBM awesome. AM. Yeah. He works at BBM AM, does the game in Spanish, but obviously clearly speaks you know he speaks English just like me. And then I was like, have you ever been on the score? He was like, no. And I was like, oh my god. Got to get you on. So, I mean, it's really cool that he's done that. And then, like you said, he's anchoring the 8 o'clock right now. So Uh, I wanted to ask him if he was at Cubs convention. I assume he probably was. He was at Cubs convention doing that stuff. He just saying he he did like an Elvis Presley cover at the Blackhawks game. Blackhawks game. Wow. I was like, what? Is that what's going on at Blackhawks games this year? (laughs) (laughs) Who can we get to sing Blackhawks? I got this Mexican and Puerto Rican kid. He's awesome. <laughs> Miguel Esparza. And they're like, you do it. Right. Absolutely. I love, I love that. That's can can he do it tonight? The, that's going to be the best one ever. Uh, he killed it, though. He's a huge Elvis Presley fan. That's why. Oddly oh, enough, Miguel oh, Esparza is huge. I mean, they can hear the voice. He's got that robust, yeah. clean-sounding voice. I can yeah. see why he's on news radio, yeah, too. That's that's the kind of voices you need there, Pretty man. cool, man. Uh, there's a there's a, a good contingency of, uh, of some Latinos doing things in, in the media industry over here, and I'm, I'm proud Amen. to see them continuing right there. All right. It's Gabe Ramirez, uh, Mark Grody, hanging out with you guys till uh, 9 o'clock. And, you know, the, the, the 8 o'clock hour is going to get a little fun, Grody. I know you don't okay. know this is coming up, but okay. I got I got you know I always like to have segments specifically for you. I know you do. You know, and yeah. and so so uh, you know what I'm not even going to tell you what it is. Okay. That's the, that's what that's what the tease right. is. I'm going to put and, I'm going to put Mark Grody in an uncomfortable situation and it has to do with the bears and some thoughts that I have. Okay. And and we're going to have some fun in the 8 o'clock hour, so make sure you guys are here for it, all right? All right man. I will just stick around. It's Gabe McGrody. This is 670 the score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.